Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Wednesday, March 8th. Cut out the fessling. Today's scripture reading is found in Exodus chapter 20, verses 4 through 6 from the Message Translation, which reads, No carved gods of any size, shape, or form of anything whatever, whether of things that fly or walk or swim. Don't bow down to them and don't serve them, because I am God, your God, and I am a most jealous God, punishing the children for any sins their parents pass on to them to the third and, yes, even to the fourth generation of those who hate me. But I am unswervingly loyal to the thousands who love me and keep my commandments. This is God's word. Fessel. That's the Hebrew word translated image. A fessel is something carved or shaped or formed by cutting. Specifically, something carved or shaped or formed by cutting into a cultic icon in which we are taking what is ultimately intangible and seeking to make it tangible. Taking what is untouchable and making it touchable. If you can touch it, you can manipulate it, which means you can measure it, you can calculate it, you can turn it in your hand a full 360 degrees, picking it up and putting it down, or if it's compact enough, putting it in your pocket like a key fob, or if it's really small enough, adding it to the other charms on your bracelet, or even using it as one of your many necklaces. God as commodity. God as divine commodity. This is the essential arrogance of all fessel production, which always leads to mass production and mass marketing. Just ask Demetrius and his trade union for goddess trinket-making craftsmen in Acts 19. When we make fessels of the divine, we become crafters and possessors and marketers of the divine, handling the one whom no one has seen nor can see, let alone handled using the full bandwidth of the universe as our palate. But the divine handles us, not the other way around. This is why I've never really been comfortable with books of what we call systematic theology, efforts to form a 360-degree composite sketch of the divine as if the divine could be reduced to our straight lines and summaries. All such efforts tend to degenerate into just one more exercise in fessel-making, imagining that we can get a handle on God, when the reality is that we don't even know how to pronounce what was the closest thing He ever gave to us as a proper name, that ever-elusive tetragrammaton, the ultimate four-letter word, Yo-E-Va-E. All such Fessel-making takes me back to Dr. Ian Malcolm's rant about misapplied science in 1993's Jurassic Park. I know, I just keep reaching back there for these. Malcolm observed, I'll tell you the problem with the scientific power that you're using here. It didn't require any discipline to attain it. You read what others had done and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourself, so you don't take any responsibility for it. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses to accomplish something as fast as you could, and before you even knew what you had, you you patented and packaged it and slapped it on a plastic lunchbox, and, and now you're selling it. 
And of course, that misapplied science came back to bite them, literally, as will all misapplied efforts and ingenuity and religious vessel-making, even to the third and fourth generation. Religious vessel-making bites hard. So here's our takeaway from this second word spoken from the mountain. Stop trying to handle God. Let God handle you. And watch him do it with a love that never fails to a thousand generations. So as we pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer, ponder, when have you caught yourself trying to get a handle on God, reducing the divine to yet another charm for your bracelet or a divine key fob in your pocket? It was beautiful one night. We all began to expect that God would speak. From the waves reaching towards the millet fields, from the mouths of the hanging sky ornaments crooning and lights infinite codes, from the glances of children and plants and hills playing with effulgent life, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful one night, we all began to expect that God would speak. So mused a Persian mystic named Hafiz centuries ago. So experienced Moses and Israel while standing at the mountain. Let me stand with them, among them, as it were, with Egyptian fantasies and calf fetishes discarded, hearing the words, absorbing the words, each mitzvah becoming the means through which the human divine community is formed and filled and the world is repaired and healed. For your mercies. <laughs>